Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers, your host, and I'm here to help you with some inspiration to help you make those aspirations come true. Okay, on this episode, we're talking about the lunar eclipse coming up on May 15th, 16th, and we're going to talk a little bit about May 17th as well. We've got some gnarly transits coming up. I suppose I should also talk about Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Oh, what a world we live in. We're going to have some mod talk, patron shoutouts, and yeah, I'm going to talk about the Roe vs. Wade issue and... um, and the women's strike and we're supporting that here in the awake space and what i think needs to be done and i hope you join me hold on to your hats it's probably gonna be a long episode oh boy what a week what a week and it's only been a couple of days but wow to have uh this kind of threat hanging over our heads is is a lot. And if you're a young woman, I can imagine how scared you are. Um, It was bad enough having Roe v. Wade um, securing tenuously our right to choose, whatever that choice was. And I've exercised my right both ways. I've chosen to have children, and I've chosen not to carry some pregnancies to term. Um... There is nothing worse than um, waiting for that pregnancy test to resolve to find out if if you're pregnant because your whole world changes, your body changes, you change, your economic status can change, and usually does change. <clears throat> and so, these feelings are way up on deck, and and. Um, you know, you can argue over the leak all you want, and honestly, people can argue about abortion rates all you want, but when it comes down to it, it's really not even about whether somebody's pro-life or pro-choice. It's about being a full-grown adult and being able to make your own decisions and have your right as a citizen, you know, to self-determine. Self-determination is a human right, and when other people... Um, grab your autonomy, then you are not a full citizen. You know, you are not a full citizen. You are not in charge of your own destiny. And um, we have a bad habit of that in this country, and other countries do as well. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, it's uh, it's egregious, but it's this country I worry about because I live here, and I'm not leaving. I would not leave, even if I'm privileged enough to do so, when other people cannot, when other people can't afford to go, when other people can't um, fight. And and maybe it's because I was raised with having, you know, my great-great-grandparents' books in the house, but they were actually abolitionists, and they did fight for the North. They came from a slave state, and they fought for the North. Um, they were activists and always have been. So I kind of, on my dad's side, I kind of have the privilege of, of having been activists for equality, for equality. And, um, you know, like they weren't just on paper and they weren't just for white people. It, it, my family was kind of weird, (laughs) um, socially weird. Um, and it's, it's, 
there's not a lot of this, you know, there's not a lot of this. And I'm not virtue signaling. I'm just trying to discover, like, why is this such a no-brainer for me, you know? And it's because I was raised with it. you got to be raised with it, you know? It's not a surprise, though, what's going on. We've got Pluto and Capricorn, and systems and structures that are not stable are failing. And Roe versus Wade was not a stable... It wasn't stable. It, it didn't codify us in the in the Constitution. It, it it alluded to it, but it wasn't ever stable. And we tried to fight for the Equal Rights Amendment since the seventies. And what's funny is, you know, people blame the Republicans, but the Reagan Democrats did us no favor. Um, people who were Democrat who voted for Reagan. And then they became the centrist Democrats, and they would all consider me very, very radical when I would say, hey, we need the Equal Rights Amendment, we're not codified as people in the Constitution, and they would say, oh no, when they said all men, they meant women too. No, they fucking didn't. They knew the difference between men and women, and it wasn't just mankind. They didn't use it that way. And the reason I'm I'm bringing this up is because it's, it's, and I'm going to say, vote blue. We don't have a lot of options right now. Um, Vote blue as much as you can, and we're actually going to be opening up the Discord to non-patron members, and we'll have a patron-only area. So if you're a patron, you would have gotten a message from me, an email from me. Please fill out that form, and the mods will make sure you're given access to the patron-only Discord, and then we'll be inviting. In fact, you, if you are not a patron, are invited to join our Discord. Because I think using the impetus of the Mother's Day strike, that weak strike, um, and I'll I'll clarify my understanding of it in a minute, but I think using that to, to get to know one another, to have a dialogue, to find resources, share resources, and, and, and actually dedicate it to a week of planning. Not everybody can take days off. Okay, and nobody in that, like when I looked at the Women's Day strike, I didn't just look at the homepage. I went and I read about the rest of their suggestions, right? Um, I've seen a lot of women kind of coming at these people trying to organize this. And I saw a lot of assumptions. I didn't see, you know, I saw a lot of knee-jerking reactions and that bothered me, you know, because the first thing I did is I was like, I poked around the website. They didn't say everybody has to take a day off work. They said if you can't take a day off work, then do, you know, here's some ideas. Um, I think they're just looking at taking some sharp, straight, right up action. And, you know, for those saying you can't organize, well, you can and you can't. Um, in a short amount of time. It's kind of amazing at what people can do in a short amount of time when they're committed to a vision. I would like, like I said, I'm opening up the Discord because I want people to come together to create community because without community and without resources, you you do not have a long game. This is something the conservatives and the fascists have done very well. They have funded one another. They have been in it. They've got deep pockets and they have been there. The reason they're going after Cawthorn is he broke rank. Okay, if you break break rank from the GOP, you are toast. Okay, you are toast on the conservative side. So, um, you know, look at look at Moscow Mitch. He stood behind good old Donald Dumpster. Um, you know, they don't break rank. 
and and the democrats don't have that kind of unity because it's always been issues and identity that kind of made this loose coalition and so corporatists got in with the reagan goddamn democrats no such thing no such thing no such thing. I was 10 years old, and in the mock election we had at my middle school, I voted for Carter. I knew Reagan's math was wrong. He creeped me out. Ugh. Like Maybe he's like your uncle, but he's kind of a creepy uncle, if you ask me. So, this is, but they've had a long game, and we have to plan a long game, too. Because um, protests are not going to fix it. Um, even a weak strike won't fix it. It's not going to fix it. It'll drive a point home. Um, they expect reactionary things. I think what's important is to make sure people have voting information, understand how to find out about candidates in areas for people who are in states who could then um, offer aid to people in red states that are going to be putting women's lives at risk. Um, we have mods from all over the country and they're young women and they're facing the same things as you. Um, so it's a time to plan and share ideas and resources and look at where, you know, the, where the, uh, mutual aid is. We have, um, activists in our, in our ranks in the, in our group. So I think it's, it's a good time to plan. I'm all for a good plan. And looking at long-term action. And the reason we're going to have to look long-term is we're at the end of the Pluto and Capricorn era. And we're moving in to the Pluto and Aquarius era. And the time when um, a planet is getting ready to ingress out of a sign and into a new one is very, very volatile. Especially when you're looking at a heavy hitter like Pluto. And so we're watching all the old structures kind of fall away. But patriarchy isn't going to show itself out. You know, there's been all these little TikTok creators and YouTubers and people who think they know about astrology going, when Pluto's in Aquarius, we'll all hold hands and have unity consciousness. No, we won't. Unless we actively learn how to communicate, collaborate, and play together, it's going to be the opposite. You're going to have people going at each other's throats while these assholes do a power grab. They're not just coming after women, okay, or people who identify as women. They're coming after anyone who is marginalized. And then, while they're doing that and distracting everybody that way and, and disempowering them that way, they're doing economic grabs and if if you didn't know like until we amended our constitution the only people who could vote were white men over the age of 21 who owned property and what happened recently we had these investment companies buy up like what was it up to 30 percent of of residential housing and land you know there's billionaires buying up farmland um, hello, they've been driving small family farms and dairies out of business forever. And thus reducing, you know, good agricultural practices and doing monoculture and using lots of chemicals and polluting our groundwater and doing factory farming and, 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 and all those gross things. So, you know, 
it's a serious situation. And one of the reasons I was starting the Mercury, uh, Mercury School, the Mystery School to help train your Mercuries is because I thought, well, within a couple of years of the Pluto in Aquarius era, you know, we'll need to be taking action. Well, it looks like we'll be having to take action a little bit sooner than that. And now is the time to learn how to communicate, collaborate, and play. And communicating means listening, learning to listen to one another. Um, I think we need to be very, very careful about identity politics in this. Um, Because at the end of the day, if you're not a white guy of a certain social class and religious belief they're going after you they're going after everybody and we can all point fingers at who did what to whom for how many cookies and the more we don't um kind of lock arms and say okay here's our objective and we'll work the rest out i think that will help us listen to each other anyway we want to hear each other's stories, but instead of making it, um, you know, I, I like white people need to listen to people of color, point blank. That's what I'm trying to say. White people need to listen, and at the same time, we need to understand all of us are fucked if this stuff goes through the way they were planning it. I am hoping this leak disrupted it. I hope it screwed up their plans. I heard some rumors that somebody thought that some, you know, conservative leaked it to test to see what the American population thought about it. And I was like, that's bullshit. There's no, they knew how we would respond. That's why Roberts is pissed. I had hoped Roberts was a constitutionalist until I saw his reaction. And I'm like, you mother freaking twat waffle. So, you know, you know, God forbid, God forbid we uphold the rights of citizens. You know, um, women are not broodmares. And but again, even I get caught up in that argument just because I've had to make those choices for myself. I had to argue for them. You know, I, God, it was so hard. But anyway, it was not hard to make the decision, by the way. And I had no long-lasting psychological effects other than having to argue with people and the bullshit about it. Of course, oh, never mind, never mind. You know, there's so much misinformation that's been spun out there. But anyway, moons and cancer, I'm fired up. I don't know how you feel. But anyway, um, how did how did they um, how did they know, or how do I know that? Uh, uh hang on a second how did they how did i know that they knew there was a difference between men and women language and legally um when it came to uh um so i'm gonna look up abigail adams she was john adams wife and um she wrote a letter to her husband in uh, 1776 um, in March. So she wrote a letter and asked him to remember the ladies. Okay. So um, let's see if I can find it here. 
Do not put such unlimited power into the hands of husbands. Remember, all men would be tyrants if they could. If particular care and attention is not paid to the ladies, we are determined to foment a rebellion and will not hold ourselves bound by any laws in which we have no voice or representation. So that's one of the reasons Alito said, well, they have the right to vote. But since many of these states are saying life starts at fertilization, because that's where Louisiana is going with it. If a woman has a spontaneous abortion, which is a miscarriage, but it's, it's medically called a spontaneous abortion, she will then be jailed. Okay, and then she becomes a criminal and a felon. And then she cannot vote. <laughs> she can't travel. She loses her rights as a citizen, effectively. Um, hello, people. We ain't going to have much because it is so common to have spontaneous abortion. Okay, I had that. Okay, so I had an on-purpose abortion. And then the next pregnancy was probably a blighted ovum. Okay, it was really early. It would have been before eight weeks even, but I I test pregnant really fast, and you know it, I was devastated. I really wanted to be a mom. It that was harder because I also had religious indoctrination. I was like, oh my god, I'm being punished for having an abortion. No, I wasn't. It wasn't a sound pregnancy. <laughs> a lot of pregnancies aren't sound in the first twelve weeks, and it isn't uncommon. Okay. We act like every pregnancy comes to fruition, and they don't, okay? So, that women wanted to be encoded into the Constitution. They were not. And John Adams' responses to her were kind of lame, too. And I think she got, if I remember correctly, she got really mad at him, and it caused a real rift in their marriage. Um, she's very fascinating. You can look her up at the Library of Congress, Um so just like anytime people say, well, it was different back then. No, it wasn't. People knew better. People knew better. And they still made shitty decisions. There are a whole bunch of people who thought black people shouldn't be slaves either. So, you know, um, I do come from colonizers. And my direct line had no slaves. They had a lot of kids. And they used their children. Um, but they did not own other people. Um, it, it was not considered okay. Okay, there were, there were plenty of people who didn't think it was okay. Now, how would they have felt about interracial marriage? Um, probably weren't all that for it. Although they still broke the rules. I think what people don't really realize is it was considered a mixed marriage. And literally that was the term that was used. A mixed marriage if a Protestant and a Catholic got married. It was considered a mixed marriage if a Northern European married a Southern European. That's how racist it was. Just saying. Um, and I know this because my grandparents had that issue. <laughs> My grandfather was from a French and Spanish family, and my grandmother was Norwegian and Prussian ancestry, meaning German. And so, uh, hello. They were all the scandal back in 1939. So, that's how racist America is. 
go team. But anyway, um, the rest of the world's going to be facing equal weird stuff. I promise. These are these transits are global. It's not just the United States. So if you're thinking you're going to go leave and find somewhere else, good luck. Um, unless you have ancestry somewhere um, or family in another country, um, you're not going to be met with a lot of great stuff. It's also a really privileged fucking move. You know, if you're a white person and you're like, I'm going to go move to Costa Rica, really, you're going to put a strain on Costa Rica's ecosystem and their infrastructure so you feel better? I'm not going to leave because I'll fucking fight for the people who can't fight. Like, I will educate. I will empower. I will do what I can. And if it came down to it, I may be old, but I'm ornery. That's all I have to say. Um, and I, I don't know that it'll get to that point. But, you know, if I had to go drive and, and retrieve people out of states, I would gladly do that. You may not want me to because I can't see her shit, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Just saying. The the blind chick, she'll, she'll get in the car and go. And I really would. I really would. I really would. I was I was reassuring a young person the other day. I'm like, hell, I'll just, you know, I'll drive to another state. I'll rent a car and not have California plates, and I will fucking come get you if it came down to that. So, you know, <laughs> like, oh, But, yeah. Um, yeah. So, let's talk about that lunar eclipse. I know I've gone on about the other thing, but, um, let's talk about that lunar eclipse. So, the lunar eclipse happens on May 16th, um, if you're on the East Coast, the 15th in the evening on the West Coast, and it's a humdinger of a chart. Um, I wasn't worried about the solar eclipse. I am a little concerned about this um, lunar eclipse, and I have been, we've got, um, you know, the sun and moon, of course, as a full moon are in opposition always. Okay. It is a, it's a lunar eclipse. It's, um, it's visible in North America, Europe, and Asia and parts of Africa and parts of South America. Um, that makes it have a lot more impact. The reason I was less concerned about the solar um, eclipse was because it wasn't visible. Visibility has a huge role in eclipses. And if you think this link had anything to do with that eclipse, you're wrong. It had nothing to do with it other than it's going to put people in power in a little bit of trouble. But, you know, um, at the same time, it's not... It, th- that wasn't it. There were other things going on, um, especially the Sun-Uranus um, conjunction. That that had more to do with it. So, um, yeah, there was that. So the thing about this full moon is it's it's making a T-square with Saturn. And so there's a lot of pressure on the authority of the people. Um, there's going to be some very interesting news headlines come out on that one. Um, and Mars is going to be approaching um, Neptune in Pisces, and that's in a trine to the moon. Um, that's unrestricted energy. I, I think we're going to see um, even more protests happen. Um, Jupiter, of course, will be in Aries by that point because Jupiter ingresses to Aries on the 10th. Um, and so this is just fuel and tempers. This is fuel in the fire. 
Um, women are up for a fight because we've got Venus in Aries. Um, and um, we don't have to be very ladylike right now, ladies. Um, this is a big deal, you know, on a collective level. This is a really, really big deal. Um, I think we're going to have some crazy weather, too, and we might see some flooding. That's globally. I think we might see bad monsoons start, I think, because we're starting to move towards monsoon season in um, Asia Minor and, you know, South, um, like in the subcontinent. And then um, also hurricanes might form. There's some big stuff going on. There's some really big stuff going on. So... And then again, I see some stress on on the power of the people. The authority of the people is being stressed. And, you know, Scorpio rules reproductive rights. And so um, there is going to be some stress and some strain and a lot of brouhaha. Um, this does not bode well for power structures. And again, if you're a world leader or you hold a lot of power, this isn't great. So, um this may be bad for the GOP, which hopefully it will be. Um, I think we'll see some more leaks of sensitive data, and I think we're going to hear more about January 6th. I think more and more stuff is coming out. Um, and again, I don't think we're going to be the only group of people really helping people understand, you know, where and how to vote and um, putting some strategies together. I think a lot of people are going to be being pretty strategic um, and, and looking at how to best make coalitions um, to, to support one another. I think that's really important. Um, so there's that. So that's the lunar eclipse. We'll be talking more about that as we get closer to it, um, especially in the Discord and in coffee. Well, will it be coffee with Lori? Probably be with Cosmic Surfers and Living by Luna, which are no longer Patreon tiers, guys. They're just not. I've, I, and I'm not going to open them to the public just yet. Um, the Mystery School is still, I'm still working on it. There's a lot to do, and I have to remember to put mods in <laughs> to help me get some stuff uploaded because she's tired. She is tired. It's a lot of work, and there's just little fiddly bits. Um, so there's that. Um yeah, so we've got um, that going on, and then, and then, what else have we got going on? Oh, I wanted to give you guys some hope. I got the sweetest letter from a, um, I got a su sweet letter from um, a client today giving me an update. I read her chart in March. Um, and I'm not going to identify her. I don't do that, um, because I didn't get her permission and I'm not going to read the whole letter either, but I just wanted you to hear what this young person wrote me. They're a law student and I have to say it's my privilege to, um, to help young people kind of find their power. So... Hi, Lori. I hope you're doing well. It was so nice to get a chance to speak with you during my lunar return reading back in March. I've been feeling a bit reflective these past couple of days, and I felt compared to share. I got an email today regarding the summer internship I mentioned to you regarding my 
placement prior to that and throughout this week I've been feeling kind of hazy been procrastinating studying for my finals definitely been feeling heavy since reading the leaked opinion it didn't help that I found out about the potential Roe v. Wade Casey overturning a few hours after taking my constitutional law final after just having written about our substantive due process rights and right to privacy for four hours straight after finding out today where I'll be placed as something you predicted in in the reading I was excited at first to find out and to be thinking about the summer but I still had this feeling of uncertainty that I've been feeling lately and hearing from my internship also got me thinking more about my future plans I also had a pretty decent convo today with my therapist about my exam exam anxiety and told them that I've noticed over the past two weeks of studying there was this sense of calmness I haven't felt since starting law school. I've been feeling more secure, capable, and confident than ever about these exams. So I kept asking myself, where is this foggy and somewhat unsettled feeling coming from? I remembered something from your Patreon post on the Cancer Moon in the 6th House Horoscope where you mentioned that folks with this transit can be expecting some good news regarding career calling passion on the 5th, which I did. Your accuracy is spot on yet again, as well as some clarity as to a plan of action. Something about it and how I've been feeling also made me want to rewatch this lunar return reading you did back in March, reflecting on some of the topics we covered and the advice you had given me back then. Back to the conversation I had with my therapist, where my therapist asked why I felt so calm this time around to which I responded. I think I'm realizing that the fear-driven anxiety isn't really what's going to help me, nor is the fear of failing or telling myself I'll always struggle more because of things like my ADHD, trauma, and being a black woman, etc. And I'm also realizing that it's okay to have my own version of success and my own unique way of getting there instead of worrying about what other people's definition of success is or not doing things the conventional way. This evening, it became more clear that I've been feeling a shift in mindset. The voices of doubt and fear have been getting quieter, and the sense of calmness allowed this new voice of encouragement and this new feeling for the first time ever, I think, of what I can only describe as genuine self-love, or starting to at least. You told me in my first natal chart reading and a second time in the lunar return reading that I've been telling myself old stories. I think I'm starting to understand what you meant by that and the importance of needing to be more present. I think I'm starting to feel more present, have been more appreciative of things and more hopeful despite the current state of the world we're in. I know I still have a lot of work to do and a lot more habits to break down, but I just wanted to take time to thank you for the role you played in me starting to understand that. I can't wait to finally tell you when I reach my goals. I abridged some of that for her privacy. Um, Thank you. If you're listening, you know who you are. And I abridged it because I didn't want to blow your privacy. Um, I needed that today. I needed that today. Because if I can empower um, young people 
especially because it's you're not the future you're right now you're right now you're right the present i don't ever want to do to you what the older people did to my generation which was you're, you you you've got time pay your dues i want to encourage you to own your power now because we don't have time to wait okay we don't have time to wait um and i love that message and if it was you know don't think for a second that some days i don't sit and go is what i'm doing making enough of a dent is what i'm doing doing enough um is there anything else i can do and is what i'm doing really worth it you know um and it's not about ego it's not about being recognized i don't care if i'm famous i care that i make a difference i care that um when I'm not here anymore, I don't care if I'm in a history book, but I hope, I hope I am remembered for helping someone find that hope inside of themselves to make their difference and that they pass it on. I hope my legacy is people passing on kindness and gained wisdom and support of other people. If I have made this world just a teensy bit more bearable for somebody, um, then I have done my job, you know. And so sometimes I sit and I'm like, shit. <laughs> um, and, and I feel the weight of the world too. And you have to remember, I'm looking at transits all the time. And I am looking at potentials and possibilities all the time. And when you remarkable people come into a reading for me, I see where you fit. And I'm like, by God, just just empower them to make their difference. Um and shape shape the future with with good-hearted people and um just even one person if i help one person find themselves a little bit more to see their humanity is is that they're precious they're precious you're precious if i get one person by god this is all worth it you know um so thank you you know who you are. I love these letters. By the way, if you've had a reading with me, I love hearing from you. I love to hear that you got the job or you passed the test or you bought the house or you sold the house or you went on the road trip. I love hearing these things from you. I love knowing how you're doing. Yeah, you call me Astro Mama, and it's true. I am a Cancerian, and I I don't see you as children, as, as some people use that word to denigrate people. I see you as beautiful beings unfolding into the greater part of who you are. So I love hearing from you. Um, let me do a patron shout-out, and we'll do some mod talk. And I'll come back to the issues at hand just a little bit.
All right, we've got a bunch of new patrons. Let's give some shout outs. My goodness, we've got Ryan, Renee, Maria, Tara, Carrie, Carrie, uh, Jacqueline, Allie, Kamal, Kristen, Allison, Dee, Rachel, Gabby, Denise, Krista, Stephanie, Jennifer, Samantha, Joe, Tiffany, Amber, Janelle, Aaron, Robin, Suzanne, Gabby, James, Lawrence, let's see, we've got Chesney, Stephanie, Angela, Grisella, Laura, Amber, Elaine, Maggie, Jerry, Jessica, Crystal, Kristen, Audrey, Kathy, Misty, Kelly, Becky, Kurt, Liz, Aaron, Kathleen, Jody, Kimberlyn, and Nikki. Thank you so much, newest patrons. Welcome. Please come into the Discord. You got a note from me. Okay, now I think I talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. I'm opening the Discord to the public. So please respond to the form I sent out in your in that private note to you welcoming you, um, as well as to um, older patrons. Please, if you're going to come into the Discord or you already there, please fill out that form so our mods can put you in the private patron-only areas um, so you get the benefit of being in there because we have so much good stuff and great conversations. This is a time to communicate, collaborate, and play. This is a time to network and get to know people. Don't you think it's interesting that the narrative has been encouraged to um, have social anxiety? You know, human beings are designed to be social. That making people scared of each other, the making people nervous of social situations, the throwing people into peer groups that's somewhat unregulated, making things difficult. That, and I am not diminishing your experiences, but that stops people from getting involved, getting to know one another. And uh, because when we come together, uh, we're very powerful. And, um, you know, if, if we didn't have power, they wouldn't be trying to take it away. Okay. They wouldn't be trying to take it away. So it's really important. Come into the discord. Come say hi. Come say hi. Introduce yourself. It's okay. If you're shy, it's all right. Everything I design and create is designed for introverts and works for extroverts. Okay, but I I cater to introverts because extroverts are pretty good at navigating things socially on their own. They don't they don't need help. Introverts and I am one of those. I don't like being called out. I don't like a lot of attention. I know you're like and you're on TikTok. I am, but you know I think the reason I like TikTok more than other social media, even though I can get a lot of views sometimes. It's because it feels more intimate. It really does. When I'm looking in the camera, it doesn't feel like I have like, you know, 116,000 people following me. I'm talking to you, just like you, you, you listening. I'm talking to you. And um, it doesn't feel as big and as overwhelming as some more performative spaces like YouTube. When I do like the set and stuff, it feels really weird. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I'm a Scorpio rising. I have Neptune in the first house. It's trying my Cancer Sun in the ninth. I'm 
I'm actually, I'm gregarious. I am gregarious, but I am shy. I, I, I'm good at meeting people and I can be friendly, but, um, I'm not a big attention seeker. Attention tends to find me, um, especially when I'm having fun or I'm in my passion because I have a Leo Midhaven, but it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> so if you feel shy, it's okay. Me too. If you don't know how to use Discord, that's okay. I didn't know it when I started it. <laughs> I'm learning it, and if it wasn't for Jen, who is Moo on our server, Moo Jen, um, her cat's name is Moo. Um, thank God for her because she's she is our our Discord diva, and she's setting things up beautifully. And just huge shout out to her. And if you run into her in the forum, if you run into her in the Discord, thank her for me, please, because um, again, without all the wonderful mods, without Rita and Kathy, who's sister luck, um, without um, Casey, who's immaterial Goyle. Um, it, without Shane, without um, Melissafent, who's Molly, um, without these guys, I tell you, you know, Yogi Hannah, um, you guys, you just make you make the place, um, and your your help is is extraordinary. And without my apprentice, McDubs, um, I always have to say her name that way. It makes me feel like Oprah. But anyway, um, thank Ahmad because they do an inordinately beautiful job. Um, So yeah, so there is that going for us. Um, Let's see what else we got. We've got um, all kinds of stuff hopping. Obviously, we've been discussing the current events in the Discord, um, and it is going wild. Okay, okay, so... Let's talk a little bit more about the women's strike. Um, obviously, it's not going to be a full-blown strike. You can hear my Discord pop in because I took my headphones out. So we'll just listen to Discord pop. Um, it does take longer to make a full-blown strike, but I think it's a great time to organize. And I, Mother's Day started as a war protest, you know, and... Women, women can organize. I think what's really held us back is is it, you have to remember again. I think I told the story earlier about my mother's grandmother having been trafficked. You know, she was trafficked. She was sold for fifteen bucks, which was a fair amount of money in the late eighteen eighties, um, to her husband. She was fourteen years old. Um, <laughs> These, these things were common. This was not uncommon. It wasn't just, you know, my family talked about it. It's just a lot of people don't know their history. That's why so many, you know, people have been questioning, why are white women using Handmaiden's Tale? It's a fictional work. Because a lot of white families didn't talk, okay? They didn't share their stories. It was shameful to share their secrets. Um, and you have to... <laughs> white is not a community it's not a shared experience it's not there's there's lots of different kinds of whiteness um and uh as someone who's always asked where are your people from and i hear um you know (laughs) a very very limited 20th century immigration in my family they were colonizers 
Um, you know, so you look so ethnic. How did you get so dark? You don't look like your mom. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I literally had an old lady uh, when I was five ask me if my daddy brought me back from Vietnam because my mom had my hair in ponytails and my almond eyes were turned up. Like literally, how racist can people be? But anyway, um, I digress. So, (laughs) oh, the 1970s. We're going back beyond that, guys, if we don't organize. So instead of pointing fingers and rehashing, it's important to understand our history so we don't repeat it. But it's also important not to be defensive around it. So there's a lot of white people who don't know their stories, so they do hang on to fictional works because their families didn't talk. And we haven't had shared experiences regionally. There are different experiences. Um, And um, that's why, like, even the spiritual, when people say spiritual community, we don't have a spiritual community. I don't think people know what community actually is because our communities have been being dismantled since um, post-World War II. That's what the suburbs were for. And so it's important to kind of recreate um, a new form to to evolve community and that's what pluto and aquarius on the top end of that energy is going to give us the chance to do and i want to get ahead of the curve (laughs) okay we need to learn how to communicate collaborate and play and share resources together and um that means white people you need to fucking listen to people of color okay just shut up stop making excuses don't say my people didn't do that yeah i come from a long line of abolitionists it doesn't mean i don't have privilege and it doesn't mean i don't need to shut up and pass a mic um it's not my job to speak for other people's issues it's my job um as somebody with privilege not you know just stand on a soapbox but rather to to step down and let somebody else have a say and so if you're a person of color if you have something to say on the matter um we can't tell in discord who is who and where they're from and their background so if you say hey speaking as a person of color i will ensure your voice is heard okay If you are from a marginalized community, I will make sure your voice is heard and I will make sure, um, you know, it is facilitated. So I just want you to know that Um, it's important. It's important. We need to hear each other, but we also don't have a lot of time to organize. Yes, we have these midterms. Um, You need to vote down ballot. We'll have a lot of information in the discord for that. Um, It's really, really important. So, um, I'm going to grab some Mod Talk. The gang got together and um, kind of talked about what's going on. So, I'm going to pull some audio from our last conversation. And uh, you can enjoy some Mod Talk. ready for some mod talk me and the mods are talking about the lunar eclipse on may 15th yeah the first thing i noticed was that um, mars is conjunct neptune and pisces Mm -hmm. um which made me think of um 
religious violence. Yeah. 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 That is Go ahead. I was going to say your is also approaching the south road. It is. It's a little wide. South yeah. road we give like a two degree orb to. Oh, okay. We don't give it a wide orb. Um, that's the summer, though. Uh-huh. So the north node is, is approaching Uranus. Uranus is approaching the north node because the north node always moves backwards. And they meet up in July. End of July, early August. Yeah. Got it. I'll pull that chart if you guys want to look at it. That's crazy <laughs> sauce. It's, it's... Around your birthday. It is. It's actually conjunct enough in my solar return. That's what got my attention is like in October, I pulled my solar return for 2022, 2023, right? Just because I'm nosy and I like to be like, hey, I know I'm still in this one, but what does the next one look like? And I was like, oh my God, what the hell is happening in the summer? (laughs) What the fuck? And after this week, I'm like super clear about where some of this is going. I mean, I knew we'd have food issues. I knew we'd have fiscal issues. I knew inflation would be run away. Like nothing the Fed does is going to help right now. Um. I knew there would be labor strikes. I knew there would be corporate backlash against labor. Um, this is the labor movement is going to evolve through, you know, the next 20, 25 years. So it's like, this just got started guys. This isn't anywhere to over. Um, so now that we have like an idea of what the Supreme court is going after, which People are de- talking about the abortion rights issue, but abortion rights aren't actually about abortions at all. <laughs> it's about being a full-grown adult, being able to make decisions for yourself, whatever that decision is. That's what it's about, self-determination and being an equal human being and not having some daddy figure tell you what you can and can't do with your life and your body. Mm-hmm. Um and it's down to economics, you know, birth rates falling. And they're also concerned about how many white people there are. Um, mm-hmm. Because a lot of us were in interracial marriages and had biracial or multiracial children. <laughs> so, oops. Did we do that? Yes, we did. Um, this is a hell of a chart though what else do you guys see in this chart so we see religious extremism what else I mean Saturn is squaring right this yes mm-hmm. Saturn it's a T square mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty pretty tight <laughs> yeah and in this chart which is for Los Angeles it's the second house Financial. Financial. Um, I mean, it happens in the evening. Say again? People recognizing their worth. The Saturn and Aquarius. Yeah. The people finding their power. Yeah. That's a good idea. Understanding their economic power or having to decide between their economics and their power. 
you know. Yeah, good observation, observation, Jen. What else? <laughs> Malcolm. Did you hear the elephants? They don't know their own power either. What I noticed was the moon trine, the Mars-Neptune conjunction, so uh, that unrestricted energy flow to that conjunction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah from the 12th house in this chart. <laughs> Well, obviously, every location is different, but from a mundane perspective, this would be southwest to north west. So there's probably going to be a storm up in the Pacific Northwest also, by the way. Pretty much of a doozy. It might be a surprise, like, windstorm or... Um, the last hurrah on a on a pineapple express. Ooh, it's squaring John Roberts Mercury. Mm. Interesting. Toss the chart up. Toss the chart up. I think I can make you share. Okay. If I make you host, you can share because I forgot to set the meeting up. Go ahead. I'm the captain now. <laughs> You're the captain. LLC Moon. All right. Sorry, this unexpected power that I just. <laughs> and we need to check in with Rita, too. I don't think she's feeling good today. I just sent her a text asking if she's feeling. I think she's asleep, though. Oh, uh, I hope so. She needs to rest. She was up really early. Mm -hmm. For her sinus yeah. By the way, my stress brownies are awesome. Thing. Go ahead. I want some. Oh, they're so good. Where did you put the blueberries? Did you put it in the batter or did you make a frosting? Both. Both. I didn't make a frosting. I poured it over. All right, Casey's in charge. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, the main thing was the mercury that I noticed. Um, but it's cool that we we don't have a a time for him, but we we have this. Hang on a second. What? Sorry, I'm going wild with whatever I'm touching here. Uh, God bless it. His Jupiter is getting trined by the eclipse. And so is his Uranus. So is Jupiter-Uranus conjunction, which is interesting. I have a Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. His is in Cancer. And I would say, again, there's nationalism with, with Roberts. Mm -hmm. It's a different kind of nationalism, though. 
because he's a constitutionalist. Mm -hmm. I didn't read the brief, but I don't know what his comments were on the legalities of things because he's upheld Roe v. Wade. Right. He pissed off conservatives. Yeah. Is it significant that it's squaring his Pluto also? Yeah, just if we had a time that would really let us know what's going on. Yeah. What I find interesting is his, um, oh yeah, but the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction happened on his moon. He fucking leaked the documents. Oh. Or his or his crew did. Yeah, yeah. Because he's a true nationalist in that country constitution. Yeah, like because again, they really expected him to do what these guys are doing, and he was like, no. We have rule of law in this country. And just because I'm morally opposed to something does not mean I get to impose my morality. You know, just like Scalia. Again, no fan of Scalia, except that, well, I will say I admired his knowledge. He would cite precedent going back into the 1600s and give an actual factual historical fact, unlike Alito, who did not. He cited that there's historical precedence in common law, but it wasn't true. There is no common law against abortion. And abortion wasn't illegal in this country until the 19th century. It was legal at the time the Constitution was drafted. Mm. Or at least not illegal. So. Where's the Saturn? Hang on. Saturn's in school. <laughs> it missed, yeah, 20 degrees. It's a little... Well, the, the full moon is conjunct to Saturn by five degrees. Mm -hmm. They've been trying to take out his power. Yeah. Which they kind of did. They kind of usurped him. And he was the first to cry foul over the leak. I'll shut up. You guys talk about it. They want to hear you talk, not just me. I find it funny because they like complained about activist judges and how they're doing that. Like it's always projection. Always cry foul for the things that they're going to be doing. Such a Douche. It sucks seeing like these placements um, express at not the best level because if this was expressing higher, it'd be a pretty cool chart. Right. That's a good observation. Yeah. On all of them. Yeah. Mm hmm. No. Yeah not taking advantage of 
some of their gifts, you know, mm-hmm. or using them for not the best reasons. Right. So in this next clip of Montauk, we are discussing um, some of the criticisms around the women's strike, the Mother's Day strike, and um, our thoughts on organizing and using the awake space as a space to do that. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. There's a Malcolm barking. What do you guys think of it? Talk amongst yourselves. What do you think of the women's you know, strike? What do you think... Um, like the criticism against it, what would you, how would you counter that? KC, McKenzie, Molly. I think the not spending money is more attainable for people than a march because getting to a big enough march is not something everybody can do, take off time, but everybody can stop spending money for at least a day. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's a good a starting point, I think, for a lot of people that maybe this is activating them for the first time beyond voting and introducing them to the concept of direct action and, um, you know, organizing strikes and organizing masses of people, not spending money is a really powerful way to send a message. And, you know, it's more than just a threat. <laughs> Yeah. Mhm. I agree. I think. And just go ahead. at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, um, this country, as we've seen over COVID, is willing to do just about anything to keep the economy going. So the more hits we can, you know, take on the economy and on you know people that have mass amount of money, um, you know, pro- earning profits, I think the better. Yeah. And, and just in case you guys didn't know, women. Women control 70% of household budgets. Women control 70% of the household budgets. They may not be earning all of it, but they make 70% of household purchases. That's why so much money is spent marketing to women. Okay. And cancer, ruled by what the moon, is actually a financial sign. Nobody ever thinks about that. I get a ton of bankers and real estate agents who have cancer placements. But this is important because it screws up. If, you got, if, if we all, like, even if everybody in my Patreon, which isn't that much, it's like, you know, almost 400 people, but it's still not, it's a lot to me, but it's not a lot in the big scheme of things. Even if all 400 of us decided to we all do our shopping on friday for four weeks we would and then changed our buying habits for another four weeks we would screw up the just-in-time inventory at our local stores yeah i mean and you know 
you you get everyone you know to do that and you can make a real impact. Mm -hmm. Yep. So what do you think we should put in the Patreon to support people during the strike? Like what kind of threads would be useful? I mean, you know, definitely we've already got a thread in the Patreon about mutual aid and I think, you know, people could learn, you know, ways to kind of um, become more directly involved in their communities and that's how you help activate other people when you do things like strikes, you know, to get more people involved um, and also form networks of care, you know, if... Mm -hmm. Especially if you live in a place where, um, you know, your reproductive rights are going to be threatened severely, it's really important to have, like, a local community that is going to have your back, mm -hmm. uh, people that you can trust. And the sooner you start building those relationships, the easier it is, go is going to be to, you know, help each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was thinking putting in um, some voter registration information and um, I found out about, I didn't know about this, but it's like vote 411 gives a breakdown of candidates in various races because not all states give you good information on candidates. You know, especially at the local level, you won't know who this dog catcher person is, you know, and you want to vote down ballot, but just information on voting and because um, it, it's a very important midterm which they've been awfully quiet about this year usually by April in a midterm there's some there's a lot of noise there hasn't been a lot of noise this year about the midterms have you noticed that yeah not as much mm-hmm yeah. Well. I think a place for beginners, um, like if this is their first time feeling called to get active in something, just maybe a few basic steps would be a great thread. Like a, instead of a help, my brain is melting, a help, this is my first foray type situation. Yeah, I like that. The help my brain is melting is from my astrology classes. <laughs> we always have a thread where people are like, ah! But yeah, where people are overwhelmed and maybe can get soothed. Yeah, yeah. We also have some fun social stuff too, because, you know, you can't be all cracking heads and taking names. What does this have to do with astrology? Everything. Astrology has always been political. I always think we need to have like a thread for people to share their stories, like personal connections to this situation. Like I've loved hearing all of the stories about the older women that had abortions, like illegally. Yeah, like they're coming out and talking about it and. People are hearing just how fucking bad it was. Yeah. 
think that's really powerful. Yeah, agreed. Well, even in the 90s, just getting through the protesters to the clinic was hard. <clears throat> you know, that's why when people say it's a hard decision, well, yeah, because you were risking your life on, you know, <laughs> walking in. Wow. Yeah, that's a great idea. I love that, Jen. Somebody put it in notes. Yeah, taking your power isn't easy. You know, I think also just bringing together um, so many people that feel the same about a certain topic. Like for me personally, I'm working on like building my own voice. So being like even just around you guys, like is helping me like develop that in a way. So I think. That will help more people, you know. Yeah. I think a lot of people aren't necessarily hesitant to start. I think there's just so over so much overwhelming information they don't know how. And it's not that hard, but when you get, you know, overwhelmed by everything that's out there, it's hard to see your steps. Mm-hmm. Well, I saw a comment in our Discord as well. I think it's important to make it intersectional because a lot of times, you know, these protests, especially like one of the things that kind of bothered me about Pantsuit Nation is it was a lot of white ladies from privilege being performative. Yes. Yeah, I mean, marching is great. Um, I don't, I can't speak to the pantsuit thing. <laughs> Never really seemed that revolutionary to me, but, um, you know, it, it's, it, it can be, you know, powerful for people to be around other people that believe in a cause that they believe in, but direct action, if you look in this country's history and in global history, you got to hit people where it hurts and you got to do more than just march in the streets. If you look at all of the workers' rights we've gained in this country, if you look at the women's movement, if you look at gay rights movement, um, you know, look at the tactics they were using. What worked? What didn't yes. work? Um, there's, you know, decades and decades of history in this country alone to study and learn from. Um, mm -hmm. The Black Power movement. They're, you know, what are the yeah. tactics? That they use what are the threats that they faced um mm -hmm. that's a really good way to like get inspired and you know look at what a community can look like right. so and maybe we'll have a thread with resources on that because you know like you and me casey we're research nerds mm -hmm. you know almost every mod here is so what if we put together like a little resource library for people to, and, and even some information on how to be intersectional and not shut down other people's voices, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's really what we should, one of the main takeaways from like all of these movements, even if you don't do any further reading is that so many different people are impacted by things like the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Like, that's just one example. But really, 
as a lot of people have been talking about, it's, you know, they can, they come for one of us. They really are coming for all of us. And the sooner that we all accept that and see that, I think the bigger of a threat we are to patriarchy and to, you know, the people that hold the power right now, mm-hmm. we outnumber them. Yep. We have the power. We've got the cash too. Mm-hmm. They've got stocks. We've got cash. Yeah. So I think that people that maybe are afraid or uneducated about like intersectionality really, you know, should take a step back. <laughs> I'm speaking. I'm speaking to white white people that are yeah scared of you know losing what power they have or you know whatever whatever it is whatever the excuse is is that you know it's really you can't pull the ladder up behind you no. and, and we're mm-hmm. not really going to be free until all of us are free yeah, yeah. that's what kind of bothered me about all the comments on my video where they were like i want to leave the country and you know i could understand if you were a brown person <laughs> um I could so understand. But as a, a white person with any kind of privilege, and we all have it to some degree or another, regardless of our struggles, the idea that you would leave other vulnerable people to struggle and suffer bothers yeah. I agree. I yeah, fully yeah. agree. It's, um, you know, you don't have to say every thought you have out loud. Um it's not really a helpful thing to share that, especially in a public forum, um, especially yeah. as a white person, you know, you have a lot more um, freedom to move about the world if you have an American passport, and especially if you're a white person with an American passport. And I think, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't understand that. Some people, a lot of people can't leave, and a lot of people don't want to leave. And for a lot of people that are being... <laughs> Persecuted, this is their indigenous ancestral land. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's their home. Yeah, there's nowhere for them to go. And for those of us who are descendants of people who have moved here, I think it's, you know, imperative that we recognize the impact, you know, <laughs> uh, that, that has been had, the, the genocide against people that... Um, are indigenous yeah. to this land who, especially when it comes to reproductive rights, forced Absolutely. sterilization. This country has a massive history of forced sterilization, yeah. um, things like that. Forced adoptions, forced, forced sterilizations, oh, yes. eradication of culture and language. Mm-hmm. It's, it's brutally sad and disgusting. Yes. And I think that for some people that maybe don't understand that, you know, <laughs> when you displace people from their land, um, it kind of shows that you're willing to do just about anything to those people. I think that you, when you dehumanize people to 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 that mm-hmm. extent, um, mm-hmm. you know, it really open it really opens up to a lot more vile things. And so, so I think sometimes people, you know, don't get as excited as uh, about issues that they don't see as as important but i mean the dehumanization process and you know destroying cultures and removing people you know from removing children from their families and stuff like that like that has mm-hmm. generational impacts oh yeah yeah 
Molly wrote, if Rita was here, she would quote the TikTok sound, running away is easy, it's the living that's hard. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that that TikTok sound starts to trend around these moments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and as a woman who's been active like my whole life, I get annoyed at the clutching of pearls and the, oh no, what will we do? And it's not individual people that anger me. It's the fact we've been socialized to be disempowered. And it is not natural. There's a lot of really shitty anthropology and shitty archaeology that assumes women were given honorary status as men when they were hunters or warriors or what have you. Physical size is only one element. There's strategy, there's, there's you know, smarts, there's the knowing how to use your physical body, there's, the, like, if you've ever had a kid and not, I know, I'm kind of, you know, but and you've had to defend that child, you know, whether it was against, you know, a stray dog or um, an abusive spouse or, and sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't win all of those, but we're not wired to cower. We're trained to. We're trained to. We're trained to be afraid. Yeah. And um, and I know I've been in that position, you know, where I had to think about it for a second. Am I really afraid or do I just think I'm afraid? And it's okay to be afraid. You know, bravery isn't about not being afraid. It, but they just never wrote all the stories about women who did brave things. We see just small smattering of examples of the, like it's the same rotation of about 20, 30, maybe a hundred women, maybe that we hear about, but there were many women have always held down the fort. You know, women have always defended land and people. Have they always won? No, but neither have all men. There's plenty of men who can't defend themselves. <laughs> and I haven't met many who actually protect women. I hear that they'll say it. And I think we really need to understand our own agency and where our power lies. I'm not trying to shame anybody. But it's disheartening to see the <clears throat> the fear response that's been caused by socialization. Um, if you, especially if you're from a more privileged group, I understand it. If you're from a more marginalized group, that makes absolute sense. Defending yourself has severe repercussions, um, much more severe than if you come from a place of more privilege. But um, that bothers me, as you can tell. <laughs> Oh, Molly says, take the fear and use it to fuel you forward. Are you in the bathtub, Molly? No, I just don't want to interrupt. Oh, but interrupt me. I this is a conversation. Interrupt me. Think of it like the view. Okay. 
I'm just so tired. I'm afraid I'll forget something if I don't write it down. <laughs> no, you're good. Interrupt me all you want. Although a vast of some good. <laughs> all of you can interrupt me. You don't have to listen to me. You're not my lackeys. You're not my <laughs> ass kissers. <laughs> yeah, but I don't like interrupting the train of thought. I want to yeah. hear what's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll come back to it. <laughs> Moo, what's up? Oh, as you were talking about this, it just popped into my brain about how you always say, um, let them know why they are afraid of us, why they keep us pushed down mm-hmm. and away from our power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, do you realize how powerful you are for them to want to repress you? All of you listening. Regardless of what community you identify with. If you weren't powerful, they wouldn't want to control you. It's been crazy realizing that in my own life. Just Mm -hmm. like when I focus and align my action up with what I want what's possible it's yeah as you move into your new place (laughs) yeah oh so nice i don't have to share the kitchen with anybody (laughs) and i do have to do all of the dishes but i uh, yeah it's a trade-off i love how loud that your cancer moon speaks Moo, there's no dishwasher in your new place? There is, but I don't have any dishwasher liquid yet. (laughs) (laughs) Just hose it down with Dawn and let it run. (laughs) (laughs) I did that in college. I accidentally put like regular soap in there because it was my first time ever using a dishwasher. I didn't grow up with one. And the bubbles that filled that kitchen. I came out of my room and I'm like, um, oops. <laughs> I was like, had a broom and dustpan just like scooping up bum. <laughs> you could have just held a party, bubble party. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, college. At least I just set off the fire alarm. I, I wasn't the one in my building that did that. That was someone else. There's always someone that burns the popcorn. And wakes everybody up at like two in the morning. <laughs> Indeed. In in my dorm, it was the boys microwaving a hoodie, and that set the hoodie on fire. They're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. trying to dry it off. Probably stupid. I don't know what they were trying to do, but um, yeah. <laughs> Men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All men. <laughs> Except Shane. Yes. Shane, Shane's an honorary woman. <laughs> oh, Shannon. Shannon. <laughs> I know. I thought. <laughs> I was supposed to like, wait, what? And there are good men who realize their privilege 
I raised yeah. one. <laughs> I did raise one. <clears throat> it's not just because I'm his mama. You know how we started with no means no with him? I did it with both my kids, actually. I started with cookies. Cookies. Well, if I said no to cookies, and he'd be like, please, 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 you know, as a little tiny toddler. Because he, please and thank you were my son's first words, by the way. <laughs> please, thank you. Um, he'd be like, please, 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 please. I'd be like, no means no. Because I didn't just want it associated with just one thing. No means no. No is an acceptable answer. No is a one-word sentence. You know, it's just boundaries. And then it evolved as he got, you know, more age-appropriate you know, conversations. We started with cookies. No means no. No big lecture to start with. Just making it normal. No means no. And same with my daughter. No means no. So she knew. No, her no meant no. And his no meant no. Because boys get abused too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I was wondering what these transits were going to bring. You know, I mean, I know I did the year ahead forecast. And I got the weather and the economics down pat. But damn. I was wondering what ringers were going to come in. It's wild. <sighs> July and August are kind of weird, too. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a different kind of hot girl summer. <laughs> <laughs> That's some merch. Different kind of hot girl summer. Some of it gross to me. <laughs> mm -hmm. It is going to be a different kind of hot girl summer. That was Montauk with me, Casey, Molly, and Jen. Um, we're kind of excited about where we're moving with the uh, Discord. And so, again, if you're a patron, I sent out an email uh, today, May 6th. And um, if you could make sure you fill out that form so the mods can make sure you get to get into the patron-only content when we open everything up to the public. If you are a member of the public, um, I will be putting an announcement out on Patreon um, probably tomorrow, Saturday the 7th, um, possibly May 8th to join the Patreon. Um, again, it is Mother's Day on Sunday. I am going to be spending the afternoon with my daughter. I'll be purchasing my gasoline today on Friday, May 6th. Um, and then <clears throat> I'll be making a picnic lunch for my daughter and son-in-law and I. And then we're going to go find some beach somewhere. But that's what we're going to do. That was our plan all along. Um, so that, that's it. I, I, um, we weren't going to go shopping or go, 
really go eat out anyway because we don't want to get COVID. And um, because COVID's still a thing. By the way, we passed the million death mark in the United States. Um, One million people have died of COVID. And notice it hasn't really made the news much. Um, granted, there's some other things going on, but um, I, I I said it from last summer on that our officials were not going to be working in our best interests. You know, we're watching things kind of fall apart, and the the, the big news as we move towards Pluto and Aquarius is we have to. Um, own our power as people but that doesn't mean like we don't want to as much as I'd love to burn it to the ground that does not provide us the security and safety we need we need to adapt to climate change we need to make sure the most vulnerable amongst us are taken care of because if they're not taken care of it's the most vulnerable people in this country are not taken care of none of us are okay okay none of us and so um there's been such a move to crime and punishment and penalizing people for you know everything instead of meeting people's needs and uranus and taurus is just going to plow through that and that's globally globally we're going to see that um and also, this just in, I saw a headline where Pope Francis basically called the head of the Russian Orthodox Church a lackey for Putin. So there's some religious tension. So we heard Casey talk about um, her take on religious violence with uh, Mars and Neptune. Uh, that looks like maybe an old brouhaha between the Orthodox Church and the Roman Catholic Church might be brewing as well. Hopefully it stays to rhetoric. Um, we are living in wild times, people, and it's okay to feel all your feelings. It's also important to channel them into action that helps keep you supported. And so, again, I want you to keep your eye out on my announcement. If you haven't been able to afford the Patreon, um, this will get you in the Discord. There is patron-only content but we'll have resources and discussion and social. We want people to connect and make friends. You know, uh, finances shouldn't limit your ability to connect with people um, who give a damn. I, I have kind of a no drama policy. I'm just going to say that. Um, so do make sure you read the rules. Um, you know, so we have we have rules around around um trauma dumping and that's different than venting that you had a bad day or you're frustrated or this is upsetting you um over disclosure of traumatic details or or violent thoughts um can be triggering to people and so we just ask that you know that's something you save for therapy um in in a group dynamic that venting perfectly and we have a spot just for venting and we have a spot for celebrations and that's that's important you know that's important people need those spaces but do be mindful i think it's important as much as you know we point at the right for rugged individualism we need to also acknowledge when we're in group spaces part of inclusivity is yes giving a listening ear but also being respectful of the space we're in and with that i welcome you to come in and explore community with us and provide resources 
you know, if you know about an organization that's doing good stuff, we want to hear about it. And likewise, if we can get you information you're looking for, um, I, our members are amazing. Speaking of members, Discord, I can talk, is calling. And I need to get this podcast out. It's a long one. So, you've got this. There is hope on the horizon. And we're it. We are the hope. And yeah, you were born for these times. You are strong enough. And we're stronger together. I'll see you on the next episode of the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. Bye.